Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of Kegels and Kids. Um, I have had, so we did a poll today on Instagram, if you follow me at Deidre Barksdale, um, and I wanted to know what you wanted this podcast to be about, because I actually had two things happen recently that I was like, holy shit, I gotta talk to the, about this, because I don't, I hope I'm not the only person, um, because it just, okay, so let me, let me give you the situation. Let me tell you what happened. So I have an acquaintance who, for the past couple of years, um, we've been slowly trying to get to know one another, but I would not define this person as a friend. Um, we have kind of talked casually and gotten together for a drink, but we're talking over like a two-year period. Maybe we see one another three times. So in the last couple of months, this particular individual had reached out to me a couple of times and was texting me actually quite a bit. Um, like I would say on average three or four times a day over a three week period. And as this person is like texting me, she's like, Hey, what's going on? Just checking in. Um, craziest day at work today. Let me tell you what's happening. Da, 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 da. And it just kind of became like a conversational getting to know one another. So in the essence of being, you know, I'm, I'm a very polite person and I know it doesn't always seem that way, but I am. I actually am a really polite person and I really find for me that it takes more energy to either be rude to people or to try to um, behave in a way that's really not kind. It takes more energy for me. I prefer not to be mean to people, but I'll do it if I have to. So with this particular individual, you know, in the, in the um, vein of being, you know, reciprocal to their efforts and being friendly with me, I decided to reach back out to them. So here's what happened. So this person um, sent me a text and she says to me, hey, I've got some furniture being delivered because she's big into like redecorating and buying things for her home. The minute I get this couch, she says, I want you to come over and see it. So I'm like, okay, so this is like a Thursday morning when I get this text. So I said, great, can't wait to see it. How exciting for you. Let me know when it arrives. I'll come over, take a look. I did not hear anything from her on Thursday after. I did not hear anything on Friday. I did not hear anything on Saturday. I didn't hear anything on Sunday. So come Monday, I sent her a quick text and I said, hey, hope you had a great weekend. Did your couch ever arrive? Very simple. Didn't say anything after that. We went out to and did some things with the kids. I had some things to do. It's a typical Monday. It's a school week, right? School day. I got a ton of other stuff going on. So I finally hear from this individual, I would say later that afternoon, and she sends me a text and she says to me, I know it's probably the mom in you, but I don't do well with daily check-ins. Okay. Here's what pissed me off about that. Um, one, I hate when people try to categorize what I do by being a mom. Um, that to me is just being a polite person to say that I'm showing interest in you, that I'm reciprocating, you know, sending a text back and being kind, whatever. So the mom and you statement really kind of 
it was like a low-key insult, kind of like, you're a mom, you don't have anything else to do, um, you try to be maternal with everyone, and that explains your behavior. So one, I'm not maternal to everyone. I really only like the people that I made. Um, so I don't have time to be maternal to anyone else. Two, the daily check-in thing pissed me off because I don't check in with anyone daily outside of my husband and my parents. There's literally no one else on this earth that I check in on a daily basis. Um, so to even believe that you would be prioritized and to be placed into that category, you're really thinking fucking highly of yourself. So that really pissed me off. Um, the other thing is this person came in really hot with me. And by that, I mean, they were sending a lot of text messages right away, inviting me over, um, you know, let's have a drink, all kinds of mixed signals about whether or not we were growing a friendship, which I'm more than welcome to do. Um, but I also kind of feel like on one hand, it's like, okay, are you trying to confuse me? Like, do you, are we working towards being friends or are you wanting me to push back? So I replied via text and I simply said, again, it's not the mom and me. It was the friend in me, but trust and believe I don't do daily check-ins with anyone. Talk to you later. And I'm sure that talk to you later translated into fuck yourself. So she sends me a text back. <laughs> And she says, um, I feel like I offended you by saying that. And I replied back to her because at this point I'm like, I'm going to stop participating, but I will reply to that. And I said, yeah, I find it offensive that you are simply qualifying me as a mother and leaving it at that. And mind you, this is someone who doesn't have any children. So I'm not quite sure, or she, well, she's also single, so I'm not quite sure where she gets this idea of it's the mother in me as if you know I am like this quintessential mother Teresa kind of figure who's open arms and welcoming to everyone if that's the case I'm definitely putting out the wrong vibe and I'm going to need to correct that immediately um totally is not part of my personality so I backed off of this individual. She sent me a couple of texts since, um, and they're very random. It'll be like, a, hey, did you see such and such show is on? Or what are you doing tomorrow night? Would you like to come over for a drink? To which I've declined um, because it's just not my kind of person. So I'm not a big fan of people who like to give you a low-key insult because it came across to me as a low-key insult. Um, but it's just frustrating for me when people are like that and they send mixed signals and it makes me shut down as a person because I feel like if you can't communicate effectively and you don't have, you know, the social graces to not come across that way, that you really don't deserve any extra time that I have, um, because we all live busy lives and I'm not saying I am any busier than anybody else because I really am not. But we live in such a time that when we have any additional or free time available, we like to choose or I would hope you would like to choose very carefully who you will spend that extra time with. And I found over the years that I really try to distance myself from negative people, from um, friendships that I feel require probably a lot more effort and energy than I'm willing to put into them. 
Um, because those aren't my priorities, to be honest with you. The friendships that I have are friendships that developed easily over time um, without conflict, without having to explain to that person who I am. They've seen it through my actions um, so that they get to know me as a true person. And I've seen the same in them. And so it's very, you know, for me, I'm very comfortable distancing myself from people who don't fall in that line. And it may be selfish of me, but you know, it's real that's my line of thinking. And I think it's fair, to be honest with you, um, to other people because it's not confusing to them as to whether or not, you know, they need to know where they fall in line of my priorities. And that's exactly what was happening with this individual. But it's so funny because I do. My husband says that I come across, I have this like resting bitch face, but then my personality when I meet somebody new is I am actually very sweet. And so (laughs) we had a situation on um, Sunday where we got a call from an old friend of ours who just happened to be in town for a short amount of time and wanted to know if we could fit in our schedule to come and meet her and her husband. We love this couple. They're really, really sweet. We've known this woman for a very, very long time since before my husband and I were even dating. Um, and so the opportunity to see her, of course, we were going to just, you know, move our schedule around with the kids and do what we could to even spend a few moments with her. So we meet her and her husband and her daughter. And she also brought along this other couple, um, this young woman and her boyfriend, um, to join us cause they were seeing them as well. So it was one of those where you're in town and you just try to see who you can. And so the other couple live in Vegas as well. And when we were, you know, introducing everyone at the table, we shook hands, we introduced, Chris and I introduced the kids and just kind of gave hugs and that sort of thing. And we're all sitting down and, This had to have been, you know, when you just meet someone and they just have a negative, and I'm not an energy reading type of person, this person just had literally a sign over their head going, I am miserable. So let me tell you, here's what happened. So this is a young woman. She is um, mid 20s, early 30s. And she and her husband had also just moved to Vegas. Um, And so we were all talking about, you know, our friend was asking us, do you guys really like Vegas? Is it home now? And, you know, just kind of going through that conversation. And my husband and I said, absolutely, we love Vegas now. We've done some great things with the kids. The kids are really acclimated to the area and have great friends too. Really just we've, we've, Vegas is home for us now. And, and, um, I would say that, you know, we really enjoy it. Well, the young lady at the table was started to say how much she hates living in Vegas, how miserable she's been. Um, you know, it's difficult to make friends here and that sort. And I said, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I, I, you know, I, I can kind of agree with you. I said, when we first moved here, we didn't know anyone. It was just my husband and I and the kids and my husband travels quite a bit for business. So a lot of times when we first moved here, it was just the kids and I. And um, working from home, I don't have an opportunity really to be out in an office environment where I can actually meet people and go to a happy hour with colleagues because my corporate office is based in a whole nother location. Um, So I actually have to travel to get there. 
So I said, you know, I, I get that. It's really hard. And she said, and she said to me, well, how did you start to meet people? Because that has since changed. And I said, quite honestly, my children forever were my wingmen because I would say, oh, you have a friend at school. Let's schedule a play date. I'd get to know the mom. And then we'd kind of go from there. Not everyone was a winner. I mean, it literally was like a dating scene. I We will have to talk about, you know, how I feel the dating swing is is equivalent to meeting new moms. That's really what I mean. It's like new mom friends, even it's so difficult to, cause not everybody's going to be your cup of tea, right? It's like speed dating when you do a play date. So, um, but I said, you know, my kids were my wingmen and, and sometimes you just have to talk to people. I mean, I have a friend who I met standing in line at a deli. She just seemed like she was a really nice girl. We started talking. Um, and then we got our coffee and we sat down at a table and we ended up having a really great conversation for about 25 minutes, um, after we had even gotten our food to go just because we were, we just, we just hit it off and she was really sweet. Um, I've met another friend here who our kids are on the same soccer league and she just came up one day and we started talking and she is so funny and so sweet, really great person. So it's a matter of a lot of times putting yourself out there. And this girl was saying, well, woman, I should stop saying girl. I'm so old now, right? I'm 42. So anybody younger than me, I'm like, that girl, that sweet girl. Um, so this woman was telling me that, you know, we hate it here and um, we haven't met anyone and we don't do anything. And meanwhile, her boyfriend is just kind of looking at her. I don't think this gentleman said more than two words, to be honest with you. He said hi and he said bye the whole time we were there. And um, she said, well, you know, what do you guys do here? What do you guys do for fun? And I said, well, you know, we live in Vegas. We're not out in the middle of North Dakota somewhere. So there is everything to do. Um, she goes, yeah, but you're raising your kids in Sin City. Well, our nanny isn't a hooker by night. So yeah, we live in Vegas, but let's be real here. There's a community outside of the strip and there are people who live here. And I mean, my neighbors are not all magicians and showgirls. There are people here who live their lives. They just happen to be doing it next to the strip. So you know, I, I kind of looked at her and went, yeah, but our kids are also involved in soccer. And I kind of went through these activities and said, we find a ton of things to do here as a family with the kids. And you are allowed to leave Vegas. So you can drive to Utah. There's beautiful mountains. We've taken the kids to California and done the San Diego Zoo. There are things that you can do. So then she says, yeah, if you have the money to do it. So it just kind of my husband... <laughs> Chris kind of like hit me under the table and we both just went, uh, you know, that look that you give your spouse where you're on the same wavelength. So what I had done at the beginning of this conversation, much to, we'll chalk this up as a lesson learned. I said to her, you know what? Vegas is a great place. You just need to get to know people. I'm happy to give you my phone number. And if you'd like to meet for coffee, I, I'm, I'm happy to do it. After speaking with this woman for about 15 minutes, I instantly regretted offering to have any further participation in one another's lives 
past this conversation because she was the equivalent of an emotional Eeyore. So if you don't know what that is, if you remember the children's stories, Winnie the Pooh, Eeyore was the donkey in Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, who was constantly like the most miserable person ever, right? And so whenever Christopher Robin would ask him, you know, hi, Eeyore, how are you? He'd, or Pooh would say, how are you? And he'd say, oh, Pooh, I can't. And then like, whatever, litany of bullshit that's affecting his life, right? This girl was an emotional Eeyore. I felt so drained and so exhausted by the time I walked out of that conversation. I never again brought up exchanging phone numbers with her. Because I just couldn't even fathom a time when I would want to speak to this person again. And it really, I think it reemphasized to me that I have to be so careful about who and where I put my energy and my time. Because no matter what you do, no matter how polite you are to someone or kind you are or open to someone, those people may not be comfortable with that. They may not be accepting of it and shit. They might not even be fucking worthy of it. And I think that's what we always need to kind of stop and really look at is whether or not we are putting our pl- our energy into places that are in fact beneficial. And it's not, it's not, a horrible thing to want to be selfish with that. It's self-preservation for the time that we have available to us, which is in fact so limited that my suggestion and advice to you is to always use it wisely. Earlier on Instagram, you would have seen that I had placed out there um, a meme that said, some people don't want to be fixed because being broken gets them attention. And it's so true that there are people who literally just seek negative attention because there are people who participate. And there are people who participate in it because they, in fact, love being needed. And there are people who participate in it because they have in their hearts to want to help someone. But, you know, it's truly in those sense, in in those actions, as if someone is Um, drowning and they tell you all the time, right? You know, that person is flailing and they're fighting you. Sometimes you just have to like fucking punch them to get them to the shore. And there are some people that just can't be saved because they're fighting to stay in that misery. They're fighting to stay in that quagmire of bullshit because they enjoy being down in the dumps. They enjoy the intention of the woe is me. And I think that, you know, when I was younger, I definitely participated in that drama. It's like, I'm always amazed when you watch The Real Housewives. And everybody who knows, knows I'm like, I watch them all. My husband is very irritated by them. But I watch them because it's still fascinating to me from like an outsider's view that there are women who participate in so much drama. They put so much energy into who said what and why you said it and why aren't we friends anymore. And the truth of the matter is, and you've heard me say this so many times before, is that relationships sometimes have a, last for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And a lot of times our relationships are like, you know, they can have an expiration date. 
quite honestly. Some are longer, some have a longer shelf life than others. And you have to kind of know and recognize what those signs are so that you don't continue to put energy into relationships that just are no longer viable. And the, the flip side of that as well is that when you realize that that particular re- relationship has reached its shelf life, that you then need to understand and, and also gracefully exit from that relationship. It does not require a knockdown drag out. It does not require, you know, everyone screaming, fuck you and fuck you. It does not require passive aggressive, um, quotes on Instagram, (laughs) you know, little things like that where you're, you're not tagging people, but you know, you're like, Oh, you know, I'm talking about you. It's not worth it. There is a time when you simply need to walk away and say, you know what? We were in each other's lives for that moment and it may be painful. It may be um, frustrating, but we, we did what we, we served our purpose. And I don't know a lot of the times when a relationship ends, I don't know if that relationship is going to come back around. I don't know with age and with time, if things get better sometimes, because um, it really just depends on where you are in life and whether or not you're open and receptive to that type of, of thing. If you feel like you can give a relationship a second chance. Um, but I do know that I'm only going to put my energies into relationships that are in fact viable because anything other than that is really to my detriment because it takes away from those relationships that actually deserve the attention that I can provide to them. And you need to be able to figure out what that is and what you need to do to sustain those relationships. So I think that, you know, it's like I was telling someone earlier this week, we need to stop being so kind and so patient to things that are just fucked up and we need to cut and be done. There's nothing wrong with cutting and running sometimes and just saying this isn't working for me and I need to go because it ultimately comes down to you respecting yourself and the time that you have and um, really placing yourself at the top of your list of priorities and then anything that comes down from that that is good for you is a benefit. So I just hope that, you know, we get from this that we need to sometimes, you can be kind, but you don't need to be kind to the point where you're sacrificing yourself. That's really the most important. So I hope you guys enjoyed my story. I mean, it literally has just been, it was like a trend this week. It was like, it was speaking to me that I needed to have this conversation because it it was two occurrences of some crazy shit going on that happened like back to back. Very weird. Um, but please do follow me at Deidre Barksdale for Instagram. Um, Kegels and kids listening to this, please take a second if you're on iTunes or SoundCloud to please rate it. And if you could just jot down a quick review. It's always good for me to know what you want to talk about, what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy, and then we'll fix it going forward. Um, But if you don't take anything else from this, please take this. Make yourself a priority because it benefits all the relationships around you. And it's only going to do the most for you and blessing you with people who value your time and you value their time. And that in itself is a beautiful thing. So thank you again for joining me on this episode of Kegels and Kids. We'll talk soon.